Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2 Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to tonight. Hey, I just met you. <laughs> and they're trying again. It's not quite to the level of last week, but we have got an All-Atlantic Championship matches and some huge matches in the AW World Title Eliminator Tournament. Yeah, absolutely. And on that basis, I'm actually quite looking forward this week to watching... The Rampage, baby. This is... Rampage. Who says this is on that? Because initially... Two, 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 two seconds. The Rampage Baby. Not that one. Oh, right. Hey, I just <laughs> Not that one either. The bit at the beginning. The, like, this bit. The Rampage Baby. You know this. This is... Rampage. This is there. Wait there, I need it one more time. The Rampage Baby. This is... You know what it sounds like? Cody. Corey Graves? Oh, okay. It's not obviously him. Or Cody, presumably. Who would have said it? Maybe it's like one of those weird things where they're in the recording booth and they're not actually cutting a promo and they pretend that it's not in a recording booth. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. If someone fingers could... crossed, Jim Ross remembers what show he's on this week. Yeah. Last week. Bum, 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 big show, like all this. Shabbat versus Orange Cassidy. It's Friday night. You know what that means? AW Dynamite. God damn it. AW Rampage. <laughs> It's a WWE Smackdown. That's, he's, he's done that before, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh, what a great addition that was of WWE Dynamite. I, I, he's been messing up, Jim Ross, yeah. um, since frequently, since about 1998. <laughs> I think that's when he really started to have his, like, elderly moments. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yeah, that's what He used to get Matt and Jeff a mixed. senior moment. Senior moment, that's, that's the one. He used to get Matt and Jeff, like... I would, I, people go, oh, God, Jim Ross getting names wrong. What an arsehole. He's getting the name of the show wrong. Calling Jezebels, um, calling women Jezebels all the time, retweeting stuff from um, fan-made porn accounts on Twitter, <laughs> and um, hoying the cowboy hat emoji on people who kind of work not under him because he doesn't really have a 
actual management role. But, you know, he's probably there for advice, so it's not really cool. Yeah, Jim, the least of Jim Ross's problems is that he gets the odd show name. Yeah. But uh, what was I talking about? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this episode of Rampage because it has stakes. Yeah. Right? It used to be when, and I know they took the piss with like, ah, oh, here's a one contender. And I'll go, huh? <laughs> it's like, all right, it turns out he's been winning six matches in a row on Dark and I haven't really been keeping up with my Dark watching. Sorry. But at least, you know, feels like a lot of effort for something that doesn't really, it's like the tree falling in the forest. But, mm. you know, at least to cut down the tree, Wilborn, at least they used to cut down the tree and the rankings used to matter. So I think this is honestly what's kind of missing from AEW for me. A lot, a lot is. But the core beauty of AEW and its original incarnation, even if the match quality wasn't all the way there yet, even if some of the gimmicks were a bit daft, the core wonderful appeal is literally every match I'm watching matters. Mm. It has stakes. Yeah, People who win go up the rankings. I see the rankings frequently, whether it's on the Chiron or on the website or on socials, or they would sometimes flash them up on screen on the TV itself. And you would think to yourself, man, every match I'm watching matters because if he wins, he goes to the next pay-per-view. Or if that person wins, all right, okay, well, he's not going to headline a pay-per-view, but he could have a TV title defense. Then he could challenge for the title on television as a TV-level, like, sort of bi-monthly yeah. Scorpio Sky, Darby Allen kind of character. That's missing, but this Rampage kind of is bringing it back. Every match used to have a genuine, inherent stakes to it. Well, yeah, the obvious example is, remember when Hangman Page lost one match and all momentum oh, disappeared? Oh, man, yeah. Oh, hang on. We're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> that's, that's Tony Khan's attitude to any match. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was pressing the button for. Oh, my God. I'll, oh, this is so good, because you watched it thinking, right, this is it. Really cool. Cool TV match. What a way to get to double or nothing. And I was loving it so much, because as much as I wanted Page to win the title, I was thinking... This Kenny Omega thing is still really fun. Mm-hmm. He can do it in front of fans. Oh, I kind of hope, oh, they're doing this too early. Yeah, not they ready can, for it to I'm be over. I'm not ready for it to be over. And then it wasn't. And the ranking system was the a cagey fought. Brian Cage. Yeah, I, thought so. I think he got beat up by Team Taz, did Hangman yeah, yeah, Page beforehand. So like they kind of protected him and all the rest of it. But yeah, that was magic that because it was like, oh, not only am I kind of devastated for Page, I'm kind of glad that's not happening yet because we get to see Belt Collector in the arenas, and honestly, people forget just how white-hot... I know it's a tangent, but it's only fucking Rampage. <laughs> people forget how white-hot the Page Omega feud was when they first started to go back into buildings, and then they realized, oh, he's having a kid, so he's going on paternity, so we'll do something else for All Out. That four- or five-week period before they couldn't do All Out, that was magic. Yeah. Utter magic. Everything was so loud. Oh, man, yeah. What an underrated period of AEW that was. Well, oh, well, we're going to talk about this eliminated tournament now. Three matches uh, from it advertised for tonight. Although, will there be three matches? Yes. One of, big, one of the big central talking points in what culture since Dynamite has been whether or not we are going to get Ricky Starks versus Lance Archer, whether or not he'll be cleared or whatever. Hamlet raised this on Dynamite, and I was, I just well, rubbish. I, I was giggling along with you and, and fully on board with you. I was like, yeah, he attacked him backstage, which in Tony Khan's book, is justification for a match that was a tournament match anyway. It doesn't need any added stuff to yeah, go with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you go, oh, you bloody attacked me. Now I really want to beat you. Surely it's going to be Lance Archer versus Ricky Starks. Has uh, Hamlet not seen a heat angle before? 
<laughs> Does he not understand that North American professional wrestling is a morality play in which good traditionally battles evil? Yes, there are exceptions, but that's a central thrust of North American pro wrestling is, is a morality play, good versus bad, and the baddie did something bad to the goodie. Now, Hamlet's not here, but if he was here, I would say, sir, <laughs> this sort of thing happens in professional wrestling so that um, the, the beaten down baby face draws something called sympathy to him and do you want to cheer him on against all the odds, especially against a bloody guy that size. Yeah. And now he's at a disadvantage because he's got a bit of a woozy head and he's had a head, in, head injury. Like, Hamlet, this encourages the audience to sympathize with the baby face who then fights fairly and heroically against the odds to then win. And I think he's just... Uh, not, I'm being facetious, obviously, but, like, the match is happening. Yeah. It's... They never advertise something and then just don't do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just, it was just a heat angle. And I think the match will be great on that level. Lance Archer is one of those where it's like, uh, can't really get excited about what he does because even though he's phenomenally entertaining, probably underrated. Yeah. Um, he's not that credible as a main event level threat. No one's picking him to win the tournament. When you look at the size of him, it's like, I've always said, uh, a character like Lance Archer is almost impossible to book in TV in this sort of serial era in which, like post-1993, you're going to have trouble booking a character like Lance Archer on a multi-year contract, mm. just not how these things used yeah. to go. Um, because if you beat, if he's not main event world title caliber, and I don't think he quite is looking at the talent that they've got, um, he kind of has to win because he's so big. And the more he doesn't win because he's so big, it's like, well, you've got a cheat code and you're not using it, so you must be a little bit of a loser. So that's what's happened to Lance Archer. It's a shame he's so entertaining, but it's just the inherent difficulty with a character such as that. But yeah, he's still, in the moment, such a presence and still such a great performer that you kind of forget the the history or lack thereof um, of like great moments or great wins or his aura because he can just recapture it like that. He'll lose it like that as soon as the bell rings when Ricky Starks inevitably wins mm-hmm. on Friday. But it's still so great that you just, in the moment, you'll you'll make you care. But yeah. it's hard to do that week to week. Yeah, this is the thing, yeah. I agree. Ricky Starks wins, obviously, and we think you and I both agree he's getting to the final at the bare minimum in this tournament. Um, Ricky Starks will win, and you'll go, oh, well, guess Lance Archer's a loser then. Yes, uh, yes, that's the last we'll see of him. And then in a few weeks' time, he'll throw a jobber through a roof in the in the in the change yeah, room. And you yeah. go, oh no, he's mint again. Yeah, yeah he's mint again. So, uh, so there you go. Um, speaking of big lads versus little lads, how do you see the other one going? Brian Cage versus Dante Martin. This could be quite good fun, I reckon. This indeed. I want to shout out. Okay. Um, two seconds. This is. I should have got this bloody sorted, shouldn't I? <laughs> but I got a lovely direct message. From a god damn it, <laughs> Callum. No, I got a nice one from him, but you know it wasn't really useful. It was just, <laughs> it was just saying like, oh, I appreciate you, th- your work, and thanks for everything. <laughs> Chris Albert, Chris Albert. Okay, he says that he makes mediocre synth music and he loves pizza, the eighties, video games, and doggies, kitties. I do, but I call them dogs and cats. <laughs> Sorry, man, I'm just, yeah, you know what I'm like at this point. So Chris was really nice, kind enough to give me a non-spoiler indication of quality as to Rampage. And he says that 
Dante versus Cage was, quote, real fun, cool dynamic. Oh, yeah, big, big guy, little guy. Because I think you think, oh, he's just going to chuck him around, but then you forget Brian Cage can you. Yeah, like, this should be great. Like, I, it's one of the most enduring match types ever because, again, as I would point out to my esteemed colleague where he here, what happens, Mr. Hamlet, is that you sympathize with the smaller, pluckier guy. It's called an underdog. <laughs> and when they're up against a much more um, tall, strong, muscular body, you think, well, that's not fair. Mm. They have certain physical gifts that this guy hasn't. But it's not, Hamlet, I don't think you've heard this. Like, you know this is a cliche. This is going to blow his mind Go with on. how profound this sounds. Hamlet, it's not, I'm going to get this wrong as well. <laughs> it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Yes. So on that basis, Hamlet, I think what we're going to see on this edition of Rampage is People are going to think, all right, okay, well, he's got knee chance because I'll look at the size of him compared to the size of Brian Cage, and then he's going to do something like really ballsy and spectacular and make you think he's got a chance. I do think Cage goes over, but mm-hmm. I just think there's a certain... This is the kind of thing you want to fantasy book spots for. Um, I want Brian Cage to, like, you know, when he, like, sort of lifts weights with a body. <laughs> so he's doing that. And what's the one where he does that? Curls. Curls. A couple of 12-ounce curls. So he's going to do some curls and then lift them on his shoulder and then start doing a bench press. Mm-hmm. Is that the bench press when so, you lift yeah. them up and down from your shoulders? Do that. Pretend to just throw them in air. Throw them in there. <laughs> and then on the way down, this is a bit Willborn physical impossible. Love it. Um, you can do it. Danny Martin can do a TRS to Cage, <gasps> who thinks that he's just not my problem, and then just instantly take that bump. And obviously, Cage can then fight fire and go, I can actually do that stuff as well, lads. So you're really, really knackered. Then you can do one more hope spot and then the finish. Yeah, this should be really fun. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one, like you say, because it isn't just your, your average. I'm not sure if Hamlet's uh, heard of this story. David and Goliath? <laughs> I'll educate him on it anyway. <laughs> Uh, finally, on the other side of the bracket, so obviously the winner of, of Cage and Mar- Martin and Archer and Starks will face each other in the semi-final. Um, on the other side, you've obviously got Ethan Page who advanced against Eddie Kingston on Dynamite, facing the winner of one of the newest All Elite members um, and a quite a welcome addition to the roster, despite the fact every week we go, stop signing people, Tony. All right, that one's allowed. Bandido versus Roosh. I've had, right, two separate... One from uh, the fa- the gentleman I've just referenced, and I th- Chris, Chris, and I believe I got another Twitter reply, not an actual DM, but a Twitter reply um, from someone saying that I hope Bandido versus Roosh isn't heavily edited on um, for television because they do a lot of like really cool crowd interactions and they really get the crowd going by the end. Um, they said it was a really fun, well worked match between two guys who absolutely know how to control the crowd. And we know that they can, like mm-hmm. Bandido. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's this? G- goggle? Google? I'm not... What's this? I don't know what this is. <laughs> I see it 100 times a day when I open my phone. But g- Goggle? I can't use that to see who Bandido is. Everyone else is going to be absolutely bloody well out of luck because no one will know who this guy is. Other than two minutes he gets over because he's just an absolute magician at controlling a crowd. Roosh was an absolute star massive uh, heel in Arena Mexico. He knows what the hell he's doing. So apparently they just get this really cool atmosphere cooking with, like, the spaces in between moves and, like, the crowd interactions. But it's the sort of thing that, from what I'm hearing anyway, 
might get really heavily edited down because right. it might have went over. But if they can capture what it is that got that crowd going and condense it in a way that isn't really obvious, then this should be really fun as well. Um, if I was booking the show, I'd put this as the main event. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for this. Um, Surely Bandido. But this is the problem when he signs so many acts, right, is that, oh, yeah, Bandido kind of has to win his second match. Or shouldn't Rush like win his seventh or whatever it is? Yeah. Like, you don't want to instantly depict Roosh as someone who is just there to hate this. Make up the numbers. The, the numbers were made up long ago, buddy. <laughs> the numbers were made up like at least 18 months ago at this point. So there's no numbers to make up, Tony Khan, Jesus Christ. But yeah, I'm going to take less seriously the idea of Roosh versus 10 in the event of Roosh losing, which I think he will. But at the same time, right, I'm probably a hypocrite because I've been waiting for all-star action, just just beat someone, Tony. Just beat yeah. someone. So you know what? I don't mind if Rush gets beat. As long as the match is really good and he enters a great showing, I won't lose any respect for the character subsequently. I'm glad you told me about those two messages you got about this because my concern going into it is they're going to have probably, or they could have potentially had a ripper, and they're going to go, yeah, but what if 10 costs Rush? I still might. Or... I, didn't get, uh, I didn't get a message saying, Willborn, don't worry, 10's got no involvement in this. Oh, so. Okay. Never but yes, know. Bandido's got to win, and <laughs> I don't want this to become his gimmick, but I would quite like him to wear a white mask and get bloodied again in this match. That was tit. That was the absolute tit. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com Slash what culture? Um, right, another All Atlantic Championship match on Rampage yes. this week. That's love the way very quickly went. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm Orange Cassidy. That's what I do. Um, 
not quite the level of excitement when he was facing Shabata yeah. last week. But uh, yeah, great to see Shotty Lee Johnson back on our screens. It is. Um, if I'm going to be a little bit harsh, like about the prospect and the prospective quality, rather, of this match, Shabata isn't going to get like this really amazing reception on a rampage. And I don't think Shotty is either. But I honestly think that uh, I could see where Tony Khan comes from, you know. He's got so much talent. I probably wouldn't know what the hell to do with it either if I was in his position. Like, Lee Johnson had a tag team match with Cody when they were doing the Cody spiraling and going a little bit mad storyline. And I can't remember who it was against, but it was late 2021, and it was fantastic. And Lee Johnson was awesome in that match, and he's just this incredible athlete, and he's got this really sort of likable quality to him which I feel means he's miscast mm. at this moment. Um, but, yeah. Look, it's a skill to learn being a heel. And I don't think he's going to be particularly good at it because he just has this sort of, like, really sort of hard work and humble. I don't know. There's just uh, certain je ne sais quoi. You know when people just have a quality? Mm. They just have a quality. And I just always was... I always gravitated towards Lee Johnson. Mm. Um so I really think he's got something to him. He ultimately should be in New Japan. Why are they not really, really this, exploring yeah. that relationship from the perspective of excursions? Um, it's something you campaign for on a regular basis with a lot of the guys in NXT, and that's obviously not feasible. But, yeah, it's, it's such thing, an like, open, forbidden door that I don't know why they don't send so many people over there. Yeah, absolutely. I understand that New Japan has its own prospects, and they really traditionally, I know, like, it's way more collaborative and open. Most of Puro, actually, um, post-COVID, not that was posted, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's shockingly open, borders-wise, and collaborative. Um, and I, But still, the usual way of... Um, business in Japan. Loyalty is a massive thing, and New Japan in particular like to use the dojo system and bring in their own guys and really concentrate on that. So they've got their own projects, their own prospects to really pay attention to. But at least a couple of tours. Like, you could be working the Junior Tag League or the Best of Super Juniors. And yes, Wheeler Yuta did, so they have done it, but they should do more. Yeah. They should absolutely do more. Private Party should have been working New Japan. Yeah. Can you imagine if they'd been in New Japan for a year and not doing almost less than nothing that they've been doing on TV? They could have been ridiculously sharp. Like, they could have learned so much by now. Um, yeah, so but yeah. you think about that, you know, learning in New Japan or learning under Matt Hardy for a year and a half, <laughs> where he's bloody been. That bloody storyline just won't end, will it? No. When but they did that reunion at Grand Slam Rampage, I was like, oh, the gang's back together. I'm thinking, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a retention for Orange Cassidy, obviously, here. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's saying almost. Should, it should be fun, though. Um, I'm an idiot. Uh, I, I know that. I've just had what uh, some may call... Oh, teachable moment! Teachable moment! And that's why you're an idiot. Yes, because I thought... I'm an idiot as well, man. We're going to talk next about Jungle Boy, Christian, and Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. I thought, oh, have they have they announced a match for Full Gear yet? I opened up the Full Gear card and remembered, this is taped. This is taped, so I've got a feeling this, I mean, not that this should come as a surprise, but I, I can't speculate on anything here because I know exactly what the match type is going to be at Full Gear. But yeah, Jungle Boy facing off with Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. He got a promo on Dynamite saying, it's not over between us. 
And yeah, they're going to take it to the pave. Not that it should be surprising because it's just in its it's week. Well, it's eight days away now, which, you know. Have you done your prep that you promised to do? I don't think you have. Oh, You've been that? busy with meetings and stuff. Yeah. What was the prep I promised to do? I completely You're just going to like record me saying. Oh, bollocks, no. So the Dynamite Review, you must have listened to it. If you haven't, we were going to do this bit where it's like, oh, what does uh, Christian Cage say on Rampage? Uh, what does Jungle Boy say, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, say on Rampage this week? Is that he's going to say, I want a stipulation match? <laughs> yeah. And you're just going to isolate me saying that, but he's going he's going to say, I want a stipulation <laughs> I match. I think you might be right. We've already had the singles match. Um, don't give anything away with your face. Mm-hmm. Have you got a good poker face? Mm, I, sh- I mean, I did do theatre, so I, sh- I probably should, but I doubt it. <laughs> I, d- I doubt it as well. Okay. I'll just think about something funny and... Uh... And then you just talk, and but I'll... you find a lot of things funny. Yeah. So this should be quite easy for you. you can get you can, after this. You can guess what I was thinking of. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Um, right. So let's go. That's I'm just get my dynamite, my general dynamite headspace, so I can recall the events of it. So picture you in an isolation tank doing this. Boom! Let's go. Get a brush Boom! Bring the boom. Dynamite. Far enough. You know what that means. <laughs> JW Dynamite. So, Luchasaurus. Uh, there's two ways this can go, right? So, the turn didn't happen, and then it... No, it did happen, and then didn't happen, actually, and then it did actually happen. <laughs> and then it did actually happen formally when Luchasaurus chokeslammed Jack Perry on the pyro grate. What a really creative... I hope Jack got a extra... Yeah, here's a couple of grand or whatever. I don't yeah, know how yeah, it yeah. works. So, around that area of the arena is also where they did a spot, and a mint one at that, when... Luchasaurus was taken out of the three-way on Dynamite two weeks ago when Jack Perry just launched himself at him and put him through a table, right? So, on that basis, my guess is that this is going to be a false count anywhere match with the idea being that there's parallels to last year's full gear as well because the then Jurassic Express had a false count anywhere match Against the elite. What a lovely bit of genuinely real LTST that would be if, in fact, they've done it. What was the funny thing you were thinking of? Uh, it was a tortoise on a skateboard. Shut up, man, you. Victory. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. This is too fast for me. <laughs> you got there in the end. You got there and you yeah. got. I can't believe you got me with that. I'll say nothing more about this because I know exactly what the simulation is going to be. Uh, so let's conclude because, um, of course, also at full gear, we've got a match for the TBS Championship. Jade Cargill is the TBS champion. And, of course, Nyla Rose is the TBS champion, <laughs> according to the graphic. Uh, tonight she's doing an open challenge for her TBS championship. Jade Cargill is not happy about all this. It depends how much fun you want to have at the expense of the... Jade Cargill formula, where I know she's been great, particularly in backstage promos. And there's certain matches where you thought, Jesus Christ, if she could just do that consistently, she would be such a massive star. I think her star has faded because she's had too many Mm. uh, still-at-this-level matches, you know? 
when for a time, particularly at the start of this year, when she had the match against um, Anna Jay, that's when she felt really like she was putting everything together. She still had that because she was a star from like the, the second you saw it. Absolutely. And then she was really starting to put it together in the ring. And because she's regressed, it's like, right, being a star and having those qualities can only get you so far because, you know, as Bruce Pritchard has often said, at some point, the bell has to ring. And the bell's been ringing and to little fanfare for too often. So her record is this year. Uh, according to it's something now, uh, Nyla Rose. This is I mean, oh Nyla's, yeah, twenty four and eleven. I don't like Ooh. giving Nyla that many defeats. Uh, when? Yes, that's uh, it's obviously on YouTube. Um, look, it depends how much fun they want to have. Do they want to bring into focus that Jade Cargill has beaten up rather a lot of ham and eggers mm. by and look. I hope the actual person I'm about to fantasy book in the spot would have a sense of humor about it because I think it's been established that she has a really prominent position, an important position backstage, um, which is, and she's really funny on BTE, but she's not really a particularly credible professional wrestler. What if they bring back the librarian, Lever Bates, for one night okay. for Nyla Rose to just kill instantly with the idea being that she's meant to embody the fact that Jade Cargill hasn't really had too much great competition um, so they could have some fun with that, mm. or they could just do what they do with like the local training schools and say, right, who's who got training? Right, could they do a job on TV, or is it too early for them? Right, how pathetic do they look? <laughs> it's imp- it's important that they look absolutely pathetic and yeah, skinny and tiny. Gear, you're pathetic. Gear. Yeah, yeah. Bring your pathetic gear that looks like it costs five dollars, asshole. Um, have you got a chin? Uh, no. No, that's no. You can't have a chin. You can't have that. Um, are you conventionally attractive? You're not what we look like. The, the, yeah. The biggest loser they can find, who in contrast makes neither of us look, yet pun intended, way more like a beast than even usual. Killer. Ah, oh, it's easy, this TBS champion malarkey, and then go from there. Yeah, and I think, genuinely, there could be almost anyone, in this, anyone else in this story, and I would be burying it on a weekly basis, but... Everyone knows our love for, actually for both Nyla Rose and Jay Cargill, to be perfectly honest. Nyla Rose, force of will, social media, all that sort of thing. She did a great tweet, I think yesterday, where she was like, guys, check out this amazing hotel room that I've managed to get for myself. Quite a lot of people walking through here, and people telling me that I need to leave the lobby, but what a room they give them. She's just brilliant. And I think, yeah, like I say, only someone like Nyla could get this over. And also the sort of, the sort of straight man to, to Nyla's bollocks. Jay Cargill's kind of perfect. It's just like a, like, she just kills everyone, like you say. She's dominant, undefeated, blah, blah, blah. But she's got these baddies with her, and they're descending into sort of like, yeah, what's going on, boy? What's going like, on, boss? So I think, I agree, have her squash someone if you're going to do the match. And if you're not, if you're just going to have Jay Cargill come out and be like, we're not doing this bollocks. It's my TBS title. Give it back. And they do some shenanigans where obviously Jade and Nyla probably don't touch, but it looks like, oh no, like, because it's quite fun. Yeah. Oh, Jade Cargill's got the bloody belt back. Uh, and I don't want to go full IC title WWE this because it's, there's a danger, as I realize as I explain this. But I love the idea of one of the baddies being like, I got it for you, boys. And she <laughs> opens the bag up or whatever it may be. And that's not the bloody TBS title. That's. Vicky Guerrero's lunch, you idiot. <laughs> I feel like, as much, as much as crap as that sounds, 
I feel like Nyla Rose could get that sort of gimmick over. And Jay Cargill going, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And then just completely, maybe even attacking one of the baddies. I don't know. Yeah. It just feels like she's just like, it's my title. It's always been my title. Stop saying it's your title. Yeah. But yeah. If it was Jay, if it wasn't anyone other than Jade and and, and Nyla in this role, I think we'd be two foot in it. But I really quite enjoy That's it. Yeah, my studs. I'm late with the challenges, to be honest, but my studs aren't up yet. <laughs> well, let us know your thoughts ahead of a Rampage tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. You actually can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, the SmackDown preview is available right now with myself and Michael Hamlet. And later on today, of course, you're going to get Wrestle Culture in your feed with a hashtag Bloody Good Quiz. And me and Sidgwick will be back on Monday to review. AEW Rampage. But for now, this has been the Rampage Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.